When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to remind everyone to download, rate, and subscribe to the 415ers podcast. Appreciate you tuning in three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings, Mark Randy, as always. Um, Mark, I, I do think for, for this game, for me, and we'll, we'll obviously break a lot more of the X's and O's down on Friday in our in our preview episode of coming against the, the Miami Dolphins. But with... I, I guess I'm I'm curious of where you're at with how the how much the 49ers have been tested this year. Um you know, just, just sticking with the Dolphins, like they are a team that to me, I, I kind of see them a lot in a lot of ways in the way that I think you see the Vikings. Um hmm. I think their offense is prolific, it is pass heavy, but generally around this time of year, we start to see those those flashy down the field passing attacks begin to sort of lower a bit, whether it because of the physicality, because of the amount of, you know, sort of damage that a team sustains throughout the course of a season. I'm just curious what, what your thoughts are on the Dolphins and if you think that they are, quote unquote, like I guess as, as fraudulent as you see the Vikings. I I believe more in the Dolphins than I do in the Vikings, which you know I hadn't really thought about that. But I think that's an interesting conversation. You mentioned you know the teams that generally have more success, you know, in the winter months, late in the season, and then into the postseason are teams that can run the ball and teams that play defense. The Vikings certainly fit that bill because of Dalvin Cook, and you know they don't have the, the best defense, but they have a good front. Uh, they force turnovers with Harrison Smith on the back line. Uh, the the Dolphins team, they're certainly not a team that relies on the run nearly as much as some other teams. We talked about how good they are through the air. Um, but they have they have a decent defense as well. I know some of their wins, uh, you know, you can kind of poke holes in them. Like that that win in Baltimore week two was crazy because they were down big and then they just exploded in the second half their win against buffalo that 21 to 19 win week three uh late september was maybe the weirdest game of the year it was a game where the bills absolutely dominated really in terms of every counting stat yards time of possession first downs passing and rushing forcing turnovers all of that but somehow inexplicably uh the dolphins came out on top i think you know Ultimately, you you can maybe look at these two teams, the Niners and the Dolphins, similarly in that in their wins, you can kind of poke holes in them. Like the Niners, a nice win against the Chargers. Okay, well, the Chargers were without so many starters, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on, on the offensive line, a number of injuries, Rashawn Slater. They were without, of course, Joey Bosa. You can kind of do similar things, I think, with the Dolphins. Of course, people are going to look at the wins against Baltimore and Buffalo and say, well, those are impressive, and they certainly are. But I think you can kind of poke holes in their wins as well. But I I, I am just a, a gigantic believer in, in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and what they do to defenses and how they stretch a defense out. 
which not only, of course, works in the passing game, but then it, it makes a running game better. Jeff Wilson Jr. is certainly good enough to to carry a, a ground attack if he stays healthy, and Raheem Mostert certainly isn't bad, and he's had success in the postseason. Um, so I think I believe in Miami more than I believe in Minnesota, um, but I think you can also make the case that we haven't quite seen them you know, being – we haven't quite seen them with their backs against the wall yet, and I'll be interested to see how they look when they get in a position like that. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on uh, certainly something – to bookmark for this weekend. All right, Mark, we started with kind of a hypothetical at the beginning of this episode. So I want to finish with one. And along the lines of fans, I don't want to say expecting a Super Bowl, but I think fans were, you know, kind of feeling for the 49ers like, all right, we, we've been here before. We know what the success of, of this team or the trajectory of this team kind of feels like. But now the question is, can you get over a hump? And especially after seeing what the Rams did last year, which is honestly along a similar trajectory to the Niners this season, which is they went to a Super Bowl before they came up short and then they cashed in all their chips last year to try and get a Super Bowl team. And and, and they did it. And that I think is maybe how fans feel the Niners are, are trying to approach this year approach, you know, what could be a Super Bowl run. And so it's like, well, would you want that or would you want, I guess, a, a longer sustained success, which is, I think, the trajectory that the Niners are more so on than the Los Angeles attempt to F all them picks and, and go all in to try to win a Super Bowl. I, I do struggle with this, but I also understand where fans are like, you know what, like we've 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 made the playoffs four out of six years. You know, we, we've made the playoffs a lot of times. We, we've we've seen the other side. Like, we've, we've looked into the promised land. We, we've, we've peeked around. We just haven't been able to get over the get over the hump yet. Like, I don't care. Like, whatever is on my back that I'm carrying to, to championship country, forget it. Like, I'll throw it off my back to just make sure that I can win a chip. It, it, do you feel like that's how fans feel, one? And then, two, is that how you would approach it? I absolutely love this conversation, and it reminds me of a, con a conversation that, you know, everyone has had about the Warriors, you know, with this kind of two timeline plan. This this 49 or this this Warriors franchise is trying to capitalize on, you know, the tail end of the, the primes of their current stars while also setting things up for the future. And, you know, the start of this NBA season has maybe brought that plan into question. There's a lot of Warrior fans who say, Screw the future right now. Get as many titles and you, as you can in this moment. We'll deal with being bad for a while once Steph Curry decides to hang it up. Like that, That's what a lot of fans feel like, and I can't really blame them. I think the 49ers are in a similar situation. And I, I, I don't think this is just some crazy hypothetical that you throw out for you know people like us or Niner fans to talk about. This is something that is in the mind of the, the front office of the 49ers. Is it better to win a Super Bowl now? Do everything you can to win a Super Bowl. Give it your absolute best chance. Trade away your future assets. Do everything you can to win a Super Bowl in the next three years. Is it better to do that and be left with a relatively, you know, empty war chest, you know, in, in three years, four years, five years from now? Or is it better to field a quality team now without as good of a chance to win, but also set yourself up 
better in the future and maybe have a chance to win in the future. For me, you do anything you can to win. You figure out the rest after you win. You deal with you you everything in. Go all in. I'm pushing all my chips to the middle of the table. I'm trying to get that one Lombardi that's taken forever to get. And then at that point, you reevaluate. You figure out where to move forward from that point. You deal with it when that time comes. You cross that bridge when you get to it. But you're not at the bridge yet. Go all in. Try to win a Super Bowl. You deal with the rest later. That's my mindset. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I look, I get it. Uh, and also, I want to apologize. I think I said Quest for five earlier. It's six. Like, the, the 49ers are trying to get six Super Bowls. So I apologize for that. But that is also part of, I think, the overall fan want to cash in for one more. It's not just like the Rams, um, the Eagles. I'm trying to think of, of franchises that that want their first, right? Like the four, like a lot of 49ers fans, even if they are younger, have that kind of institutionalized knowledge of, hey, we were winners before. And obviously the older fans who have already seen the previous titles are like, well, we want another one. The Niners, to me, that's why I think trading in everything to try and get this Super Bowl is the move for them. But the question is, would you trade a decade of success for a fluke Super Bowl? Kind of like a lot of people are looking at the Rams right now because they are, as we've described them in this episode, throughout previous episodes, an abomination of a football team right now. <laughs> I I can't do that. I'm sorry. I'm taking the decade of success and the chance to win a Super Bowl consecutive years in a row, then automatically saying, you know what? This one year, we're going to win a Super Bowl. People may look at it down the road and be like, eh, like how the hell did that win team? How the hell did that team win a Super Bowl? Because there is some legitimacy to it. I, I and maybe isn't it's not a conversation that applies necessarily to 49ers, to the 49ers, because you're always gonna have that that history on your side of this is a winning organization. So any Super Bowl is not going to seem flukish. But when I if if the Seattle Seahawks, for example, do not win a Super Bowl for the next 20 year the next 10 years i guess in in this hypothetical i think there are, are going to be a lot of people that look at that team and say look they were great because of their defense but may, maybe we're looking at russell wilson a little bit different like maybe we're looking at Pete carroll a little bit different like their defense carried them marshawn lynch carried them i do think there's a lot of there's a lot more room for revisionist history around a solo super bowl for kind of a you know a mediocre era of a team rather than a decade of success looking at that and saying man that was a that was a well-run train i think an example could be you know maybe the denver broncos when they won with peyton manning what that was a a four-year run with peyton manning something like that where they made the playoffs they were competitive they made afc championship games and they finally got it done at the end before peyton manning hung it up but what have they been since then not very good with a you know a a string of quarterbacks that that makes the 
you know, the, the Cleveland Oof. Browns string of quarterbacks look decent, like just bad quarterback after bad quarterback after bad quarterback. And the aforementioned Russell Wilson, the most recent, who's who's just been terrible. Um, obviously, I mean, you look at, you know, I, I said I would trade, you know, give me a Super Bowl now and you deal with maybe being bad for a decade later. It's easy to say that when you haven't won that Super Bowl yet. But to your point, put yourself in the shoes of the Los Angeles Rams right now. You won the Super Bowl last year. Yes, you're having an absolutely despicable season this year. And a lot of it is because of injuries. But even when they were relatively healthy, they were bad. And as you said, they're probably going to have the worst follow up to a Super Bowl championship season ever in the history of the NFL. It's that bad. And you're like, all right, well, you know, we're going to get a top pick, right? No, the Detroit Lions have that pick. So if you put your yourself in the shoes of the Los Angeles Rams right now, it feels like you're buried under a hundred feet of concrete and there's no way out. Like it's it's really daunting to look at it that way, but you do have that Super Bowl that you can think back to and, and make you nice and warm and and and, and, and warm inside and you, and you feel safe once again. Uh, but it's 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 an interesting debate. I love having this conversation because I you can make a case for both ways. And I really do think these are conversations that people in front offices across professional sports talk about. Do you value going all in trying to win now or do you want to set yourself yourself up for future success? I think a lot of it has to deal with, you know, maybe the positions of general managers and head coaches. How safe do you feel? Do you need to prove it and win now versus are you relatively safe? I think the Niners, Shanahan and, and Lynch are pretty safe. So maybe that holds them back a little bit from trying to prove something now. Um, but I do think this is a conversation maybe that people don't explicitly have with each other, but it's an, an ongoing debate that they that they fall back to and, and that that is kind of ever present in their minds when they're considering moves and, and what they should do in any minute. Yeah, and look, it's a good debate to have, whether it's between us as as podcasters or, you know, media members that cover the team on an everyday basis or front office members for the 49ers or any other organization. It means you're in a good spot, right? Like you hit a ball to the gap, you're on your way to second base, and you're <laughs> deciding whether or want you try to stretch a double into a triple. That That's kind of the... the spot where, where people are in. Um, this is a conversation that we're going to carry, I'm sure, throughout this year and in years to come. It's an existential question that will only be answered if the Niners are able to pull this thing off, but the immediate future is on Sunday. It is with the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel's return along with Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Mostert. This has been the 415ers podcast. We're going to come at you on Friday with a more in-depth preview episode of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but in the meantime, be sure to download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Five stars are appreciated. Also, feel free to follow us on uh, social media. Mark, thank you as always, my man. A fun episode today. Yes, sir. Talk to you again on Friday, Evan. All right, everyone. This has been the 415ers podcast. We'll talk to you next time.